Having a mentor can speed up your success, but only if you have the right one. So how do you choose the right kind of mentor? Well, listen in to find out. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money and mindset. So you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Breaking Through Through the BS. BS. Hey Pauline. Hey Ray, how are you doing? Yeah, that, was, that just sounded so confident, didn't it? I love, I love just saying that. It's the best part of the show for me. Uh, hopefully, it's not the best part of the show for the listeners because that's about to come. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the content you, you would hate that to be the the best part of the yeah, show. Yeah, the highlight of the show, breaking through the BS. That's all I got out of it. Alrighty, Ray, we've got a great show today. I we, say that we every week, but that's because we we're not rubbish. You know, we we always have great shows. Um, so today I want to share some insights about mentors versus coaches, but I want to concentrate more on mentors because I've had more mentors in my life than I have had coaches, and there's a good reason for that. There certainly is. Yeah. So I'm going to share that. Um, so because, I mean, when you look at Facebook, you look at any social media, there are, there's a ton of people out there calling themselves a coach. Yes, especially uh, you see it all the time. It's like someone does a, a quick course yeah. and they're instantly, say, a life coach. Yeah, or a business coach or something and they can mysteriously sort out all your problems although they can't sort out their own problems. And that's what a coach is. And not being cruel to coaches or not putting coaches down because I do believe there are a lot of people who can help other people more than they can help themselves. Yeah, because... It's sometimes easier to fix someone else's problem than it is to fix your own. Exactly, because you've right. got a you you don't have an emotional attachment to the situation. Yeah, yeah. However, if someone was calling themselves a coach of some description, I would like them to have a base or a core level of skills yeah. to be able to call themselves that. So, if someone was like a a business coach, you'd expect them to have had a business and, and a successful business. Yeah, kind of know what a business does. Uh, a copywriter, if someone's a copy coach, I would expect them to have done some copywriting and know, you know, how to put together a piece of like a sales letter, written a couple of those maybe, and just know um, how things go together so that when uh, they're critiquing your work, they're actually critiquing from a place of expertise rather than just, oh, this is how it feels to me. Um, that's not going to that wouldn't fly for me. And we've had people like that in our lives and that's why we are where we are. Because Ray and I, um, when we first got out of the army, we had a lot of coaching, didn't we? And we went we into a lot of, um, that's when we studied our NLP stuff and neuro-linguistic programming courses just to, you know, retrain our own brains out of the military. Yeah, exactly. Unbrainwash ourselves. And so a few of those courses actually came with a free coach. And so we, we hadn't been coached before, uh, apart from in the military, and that's a different uh, s- yeah, situation set up. That's not called coaching. No, that's, <laughs> that's not. Get your heels together. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something different. Grace. Yeah. So uh, when we had our coaches, uh, what we found was 
in very quick time, we outgrew those coaches. And I'm not saying that out of arrogance or uh, full of ego. They just had a very limited view of what they could do for us. And then eventually it turned out that we were coaching them. Yeah, actually helping them to get ideas for their business. Yeah, and I mean, there was one program we had like a year's worth of free coaching. Sounded fantastic, like it's worth $20 million, you know, to have this coaching, whatever, you know, whatever arbitrary, you know, amount that they put on it. And, but I, I was looking at it thinking, well, we're actually coaching all your coaches, um, but you won't let us be one of your coaches because of whatever, because we're not in the in crowd. But just because these people are in the in crowd doesn't mean that they should be a coach. Yeah, and considering, uh, I mean, at some of those points, we'd actually done more of the higher level courses than the so-called coaches. Yeah, exactly. And our leadership skills and management skills and everything else that we had in the army. But that's, a, that's you know, not what this is about. And I don't want to sound bitter because we definitely are not bitter about it at all. It's just the the case of sometimes... And this is really important for the listeners to know that it's okay to outgrow your mentor or your coach. And when that happens, you need to rip that Band-Aid off. Usually with the hair, I'll tell you, nurse's tip, when you rip off a Band-Aid quickly, you rip it off with the hair, not against the hair. It doesn't hurt as much. Like an old work, you go with the grain. You go with the grain of the hair. Exactly right. So anyway, so in quick time, we started to... Uh, mentor and coach the coaches and then uh, we went through a couple of coaches and we kept saying no they're not taking us to where we want to go and the final straw I think we had over six months of free coaching left and they gave us a coach that was in the same uh, industry as us niche niche or niche industry same industry as us and uh, I just said no I don't want to be coaching this person who will then be my competitor I don't want to accelerate their progress to then outflank us in in the business world. So uh, although, yes, we had maybe $20,000 worth of free coaching to go, I just pulled the pin and said, no, um, that's not worth it to me. And you've got to think about the... That's another interesting thing. You need to think about the opportunity costs involved with free coaching. But let's get back to mentoring. I mean, one thing about that is the ability to value yourself. And mm-hmm. when you value yourself, you'll know if the person coaching you is right for you and is helping accelerate you to where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a good fit for any coach or mentor, but not only do you have to be a good fit, you have to stay a good fit. And that's like every relationship that we have in our human life is you know, they change. Like the relationship I had with my mother as a child is different to the relationship I have with her as an adult. Um, The relationship that I've had with ex-partners and ex-friends, it shifted. And so that was where you get to a point where you go, okay, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that, that comes back to that old saying. It's like, a person is in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Exactly right. And so you just have to, as I said, pull off that Band-Aid as quick as possible and move on. And it's okay for you to have another mentor or another coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so let's talk about the difference. So we spoke about um, a coach as someone who can coach you and tell you how to do something, but they haven't necessarily done it themselves. 
However, a mentor usually has done it themselves and they've been successful at it. They've done all the pitfalls and trials and tribulations to get to where they are. And the beauty of having a mentor over a coach is that you can learn from their painful and expensive experience. Because here's the thing, I saw this on Facebook the other day, a good friend of ours posted it, but it was just a meme and it said, learn from other people's expensive mistakes because you do not have enough lifetime in you to make them all yourself. Exactly. So I like actually learning from other people's mistakes because it helps me to then get to where I'm, I want to go faster. Yeah, and I mean, one great um, valuable resource to be able to do that these days, and it's free, mm-hmm. is the library. Yes. Reading biographies. Exactly, yeah. Well, don't even have to go to the library, right? So yeah. old-fashioned, just get them on Kindle or, you know, this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> online, you can get them as PDFs and stuff for free maybe, but... um. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but read autobiographies or if you're not into reading, Audible Audible or Netflix or, you know, any of those uh, sort of TV things that they've always got documentaries on and documentaries are biographies as well. So get into those and see, because that's the thing, Ray, success leaves clues, doesn't it? It certainly does, Pauline. And that's the beauty of mentors because they can help you to get to where you want to go faster. Now, let's talk about individual versus group. Okay, dokie. Because this is the thing that led me to my first mentor in copywriting was because I wanted to accelerate my progress. I wanted to get to being an A-list copywriter in like maybe five years or 10 years instead of 20 years or whatever. And when I say A-list copywriter, I'm not talking about an A-list copywriter in Australia, in Brisbane, because I'm already that, Okay. I want to have that without any boundaries, borders, or any definitions associated with it. I want to be an A-list copywriter, full stop, nothing else after that. Yeah, or, as the Americans would say, period. Um, yeah, I don't want to be a, an A-list female copywriter. I don't want to be a blah, blah, blah. I just want to be an A-list copywriter. That's my goal. That was my goal when I started copywriting. Anyway, so I looked around for mentors and coaching programs, and what I found in Australia were group coaching sessions and group um, kind of mentoring sessions and I just went you know what that's a lot of money one of them was like going to be about five thousand dollars a month and I thought to be put in a group of like five to seven people for five thousand dollars a month is a lot of money now I'll get into the investment in a moment but the thing with group situations is they're usually structured and you only go as fast as the slowest person yeah unfortunately and that's just the truth about it. I didn't think at that time, and I still don't think at this time, I deserved to go as slow as the slowest person. No, I mean, it, it's all about you in this situation. So you want to be able to speed up your your success yeah. and not be held back by anyone else, yeah, even yourself. Exactly. So what I did was I started to look for mentors outside of that, um, the group Situation, someone yeah. who would mentor me one on one. Yeah, absolutely. And that, for me, I, A, I thought that I deserved it because if you're going to hand over a, a large sum of money to someone to get you to where you want to go, then you expect that to happen. I didn't want a mentor to say, well, you know, Joe Blow is not keeping up, so we have to help them out. And also, here's the other thing that I've found with a lot of those group sessions is because there's so many people in the group, 
you don't actually get one-on-one time with the mentor or the coach. They've got um, extra helpers that will then do the coaching sessions with you. So you don't actually get the one-on-one face-to-face time with the person that you're actually investing in. Yeah, or the squeaky wheel makes enough noise that they're always constantly making that noise that they're the only one that gets the attention of the mentor or coach. Exactly, and I've been in that situation way too many times and I just knew that I did not want to experience that, not at a high-ticket um, level, you know, when you're paying a couple of thousand dollars a month, I, I thought, nope, I deserve better than that. Um, so back to the investment, here's the thing about the investment. When you pay a couple of thousand dollars a month to a mentor, here's a question for you listeners, are you investing in the mentor or, or are you actually investing in yourself? And this is a big turnaround for me because I realized that I was actually investing in myself. So any objection that I had in paying a mentor to mentor me and accelerate my progress, any objection I had was actually in me not being worthy of that investment because I didn't think that I would get the return on investment. So the good thing about that is, you know, looking at me being the problem, well, then that means that I basically know how to fix that. So that's uh, perfect for me. Um, So group versus individual mentoring, make sure that you know exactly the outcomes that you want to get out of those programs. I'm not saying one is better than the other. For me, I prefer individual, but what I'm going through with Paris at the moment, I am in a group of um, other mentees like the Copy Cubs and that's working out really well for me because like none of us are going to have individual training by Paris so let's just share it you know what I mean and he he doesn't have enough time to do it individually so um, I'm very happy to do that because he's Paris not because I'm happy to be group mentored the other um, variable in mentoring is paid versus free and I see so many people and and by the way, I'm a mentor myself now, and I'm constantly approached by people who want to be mentored by me, but they expect to get it for free. Yeah, and, and also they expect you to find them the clients. Exactly, which is an awkward situation because where I am in my career right now, I have the clients that I want. I'm not actively going out and looking for clients all the time. Usually clients come to me. Now, expecting a mentor to get you clients is awkward because, and this is, this is, this happens with Paris as well, is people will approach him. He doesn't have time. So he'll send those clients to his cubs. Previous cubs. But the problem is that we're not all at the level of Paris. So there is a drop in quality for the people who actually want to have Paris. Now, that's the same as if someone wants to be mentored by me and expects me to give them clients. It's not going to happen until you prove yourself that you can actually write to a good standard. And if I'm mentoring you, do you think you have the ability to write at my level? Otherwise, you wouldn't be being mentored by me. So before you ask a mentor or expect a mentor to just to hand over their their overflow or their clients to you, consider the fact that you need to prove yourself worthy and at the required standard for them to even have any confidence to refer you people. 
And if you do set up a, a situation where um, you the mentor is actually going to give you uh, clients and that, that's actually more an apprenticeship, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so think about that. So be f- be clear uh, with what you actually want from your men- your mentor relationship. Um, paid, you can pay anything from a couple of hundred dollars a month all the way up to tens of thousands of dollars. And what I will actually say about that is price does not determine quality. No, it certainly doesn't. I have paid an absolute freaking fortune for mentors that didn't deliver, and then I've paid next to nothing for mentors that over-delivered. And so what I would say is research the mentors that you're looking at and ask them questions, get to know them, and as I said earlier, see if you're a good fit with them Um, because here's the thing about it. You get a good mentor, you will accelerate your progress and your career and your your money-making ability. But if you get it wrong, they will actually drag you down like a lead anchor and you will just be stuck to the reef of disappointment. (laughs) Yeah, they'll they'll kill your confidence. Absolutely. Yeah, they will. And then you'll just say, hey, this isn't obviously isn't meant for me, so I'm going to walk away and change careers. And I've seen that. And I have seen that. And I've tried to salvage people and say you know have you ever thought that it's not you it's the mentor because here's the thing about it some people who are really top of their profession are great at what they do but they can't teach and I hate that saying that if you can't do teach because that's not exactly true I think it takes an exceptional person to be able to do something at a high quality and then teach at a high quality as well to be able to reverse engineer what they do And simplified in a way that people who are just starting out, yeah, exactly replicatable, but that are just starting out to get the, get the guts of what's going on enough so that then they can replicate those results for themselves. Yeah. So don't expect mentors to give you work and also be prepared to do work. Don't think that your mentor is just going to magically, you know, wave a magical wand and turn you into the best copywriter, marketer or whatever your mentor is teaching you to do overnight or without you doing any work. It's not the matrix. We're not going to download it into the back of your brain. No, definitely not. (laughs) There's a visual for you. It'd be nice if it did, but that ain't the way it works at the moment. Yeah. So let's talk about very briefly, um, how do you choose a good mentor? You know, how do you, how do you even know if someone is a good mentor? Well, what I like to do is, unfortunately, in this day and age, there's a, a lot of greats in copywriting. And I'm, and I know I talk about copywriting a lot, but this is where I have my expertise and my experience in mentors. So there are a lot of copywriters that I would love to be mentored by. Unfortunately, some have passed away. And unfortunately, as well, a, a lot of them have retired. You know, Gary Bensefenger would be like the top person on everyone's list to be mentored by or be taught by. But, you know, the guy's he's retired. And so good on him. He had a really great career and he's got a legacy of his teachings behind him. But what he has also got behind him are people who studied under him. Yeah, a, le- a legacy of mentees. Exactly. So they are at the top of my list to go to. So what I call that as a, as a mentoring pr- principle is... Get as close to the top of the mentoring mountain as you can possibly afford. And so for me, what I did, I worked out the family trees within uh, copywriting and I went, okay, so 
Gary Benzavenga studied with this guy, this guy, okay, so then um, from um, that guy, there was Gary Benzavenga, and there was this guy, this guy, then from this uh, Gary Benzavenga, this guy, this guy, this, and I, I actually followed them down, and then what I did, I, I got as close as I could to Gary, I get to Gary Benzavenga as I possibly could and afford, and I did it. You know, like you set your sights for that person and you just go for it. And so I have been mentored by people who have been close to Gary Benzavenga and can actually really write like him. So just know exactly who you want your influences to be. And also know who your uh, mentors, you know, your potential mentors' influences are because it's no use for me wanting to be an A-list copywriter and to be able to write like, you know, like Gary Benzavenga or, or Paris Lane Propolis and then... Um, you know, getting a mentor that uh, Joe Blow, Joe Blow, that's stuck in Australia, that has never, you know, even heard of Gary Benzavenga and doesn't even know who Paris Lane Propolis is. Like, you're not going to achieve your goals because, and this is something I say all the time: don't allow other people's limitations to become your own limitations. And that's why I'm I'm pretty happy with what I've done with my career in copywriting is that I got myself out of Australia because I realised that there was a deficit between where I was and where I wanted to be and it could not be filled inside Australia. Inside Australia. And here's the great thing about the internet, Facebook and all these things. We are so accessible. We we you know, we talk about the six degrees of separation. Well we've always said in Australia it's about three, but because of social media it's less than two. Well, in most cases, it's one it's degree. One. It's one degree. Yeah, exactly. So we, you and I, we've connected with some of the most amazing copywriters uh, through social media, and they are more than willing to talk to you and have yeah, a chat. And, and and that was before we actually met them in real life. Exactly. And then set when up we, the relationship. Yeah, set up the relationship. And then when we did meet them in real life, it's like catching up with an old friend. Yeah. Well, recently I, I had a birthday and um, one of the, the guys that I love, he's so good, awesome, um, Kevin Rogers, he said, you know what I love about you, Pauline, is that although you live in Australia, I see you more often face-to-face in real life than I see a lot of people who are my so-called friends. And I thought that was great because... We go out of our way to make a connection with people. And that is also what mentoring is about. If you want to get the best mentors, you have to show up and show them. You know, like, I didn't get to be mentored by Paris Lampropolis by accident. It was very strategic. Everything that I did, I found out about him. I knew where he'd be. I knew he'd be at the Titans of Direct Response. So I had a couple of goals within that event that I wanted to achieve. One was to connect with Paris Lampropolis. I had lunch with him. You and did. I planted a little seed, you know. And the the other good thing is you actually got to meet Gary Benzfenger in person. Exactly. And we got a photo. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And, um, you know, getting up close and personal with those guys does, it starts to open doors. And even if you can't be mentored by some, someone like Gary, you could say, oh, well, I know I can't be mentored by you, but if you could recommend someone who would that be and you recommended some people so that's that's the beauty of it yeah i mean in the stock market they'd probably call that insider trading yeah i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i'm profiting from it and i don't care just throw me in copy jail whatever all right so let's talk about um good versus bad mentors okay because uh this is really important so what makes a good mentor well for me it's someone who will give you tough love uh, 
but anything that they give you is constructive criticism. I'm a big, um, I always talk about, you know, like, because I used to play soccer. So I say they have to play the ball, not the player. You know, you don't want to get gouged down your, down your shins with their, you know, like razor sharp studs on underneath their boots. Um, so a good mentor is supportive. They will give you tough love when you need it because there's nothing to be gained by sugarcoating it. Like, um, what I love about Paris, and it's brutal, it really is. I thought I could write copy before I was being mentored by Paris Lampropolis, but my first copy critique was brutal. It was like, oh my God, is there, is there one word on that article that you even like? Maybe my name. That was about it. <laughs> it's like, but everything else sucked. Only because you had the same initials. Initials is Yeah, I have the same initials, which is pretty cool. And no, I didn't organize that. My parents did. <laughs> but, um, so they don't sugarcoat stuff. And that is so that you can become the best writer or the best whatever you're aiming to be, um, through their critiques and their constructive criticism. Yeah, because um, their aim is to make you better than what you were yesterday. Yeah. And also a Today. great mentor will try to make you better than them. And something that I try to do, and my my goal as a mentor for my mentees, is to make myself redundant. Absolutely. I don't want to be their mentor for the next 20 years. Next, into perpetuity, because I want to get them to a level where they've got it, you know. And if they want to come back for refresher sessions, and I've done that for some of my mentees, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to do that. But... I've never been in the mindset as when I was a coach and now that I'm a mentor that I wanted to have people just hanging off every, you know, word that I said and keep going into forever as a mentor because I don't think that people need that. You know, I don't think that we need that. Even Paris's copy cubs, you know, after four years, they go off and they sow their wild oats and they're you know, smashing the world and they're doing great things. They come back every now and for a bit of a, a top up, but and they talk to Paris, but it's more as a friend instead of having that yeah, a colleague. That, yeah, a colleague instead of being a mentor. And that I've got to tell you, mentee. that is that is an awesome feeling when a mentor calls you a colleague. I've had one do that, and it just made me just tingle inside. So thank you, Lo Morgan. That was it's still like in my heart the day that you, you called me a colleague after I'd been a mentee for a while. Also, um, going back to what makes a good mentor is um, they do know when to call it quits. They do know when you have, you've learned all that you can from them and they're not trying to string you along just to get the money. And that's, I also think, is another good thing about a mentor is that they are not reliant on mentees' money to fund their lifestyle. Exactly. They've made their money writing copy and um, getting royalties. Yep. And then um And they're still doing is, it. Yeah. They're still in the job, you know. They've been there, done that, and they're still doing it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the men- mentees' money isn't paying the bills and keeping the lights on money. Exactly. Exactly right. So let's get on to the bad mentor. Bad mentor. <laughs> okay, so... um bad mentors that in my experience have been abusive they have played the player forget the ball it's like they've played the player and uh that's just not on you know when they start to get abusive or you know 
start yeah, calling per- you personal names. attacks. Yeah, and and one of them used the R word on me. I just went, you know what? It's not me. It's you. We're not seeing each other anymore, and um, I'm not going to give you any more money. Um, mentors that are too busy, you know, like they say, oh, you know, um, I'll pay this much, you can have these many sessions, but every time you try to book in for a session, then you can't They're never get available. Them in. Yeah, and also um, a mentor that doesn't, you know, honor people in different time zones it's like oh i'm only available between this this time and this time it's like well actually that's like um between 1 30 and and 4 30 for me in the morning well that's your bad luck that's your bad luck for living in australia well no it's not actually i'm pretty happy that i live in australia but um guess what we're no longer going to be um in a mentor mentee relationship because you know um i'm very happy to change my sleeping arrangements but when people are just nasty about it and you know well that's what you get for being Australian it's like yes as as though I can help that um all right so another bad thing about um some mentors is that they will promise you the world and all you get is a little glimpse of Uranus and it's not even a nice glimpse of anything so um just be aware of that and what I do with my mentors is I give them like a, a three-month probation period, the same as like I expect them to do for me. If I'm not doing the work and yeah, if you're not up to I'm speed, not an implementer. And that's something that happened with Ray and myself with one of our business coaches, because again, free coaching and this dude thought he knew everything. He actually had the audacity to say that we were non-implementers. So then we changed to an, another uh, coach. And he goes, my God, you girls just like implement faster than like fire. It's, it's, I can't believe that that guy said that about you. And we had, we didn't know up until then that he'd said that. So that was pretty poor. But, um, that's another sign of a bad mentor. If they can't get the results out of you or they can't motivate you, then that's on them, not you. Exactly. That's like a, you know, a craftsman blaming their tools. That's like a leader blaming their, their soldiers for not listening to what they're saying it's not what you're saying it's the way you're saying it you know like soldiers have to listen to you but if they're not listening to you then there's something that you're doing wrong not them um and as i said uh a lot of the bad mentors are out of the game they are the ones that um actually are the embodiment of that if you can't do teach yeah and and their whole and sole income is actually mentee payments. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and then they keep putting it up and putting it up because, you know, as, as they start to get more ego. And um, that's the other funny thing about some mentors is when you pay them top dollar and then they run around using you as a, as a, as a success story. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I made this person. It's like, no, you didn't. And, in fact, uh, you were paid to do that. So good on you for doing your job you know like i never claim the uh the successes of my mentees as my own that's them they've done the work like um i recently told one of my mentees that she needed to do this 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 and this start a facebook group do this start marketing she did it she's going gangbusters now but the thing about it is like i'm not going to claim credit for that she did it all yes it was my idea and she wouldn't have had that idea without me but she did the work you know, like, just let let people have their own credit and, and be happy for them as a mentor. Just let let your mentees have that, that moment of fame. Don't yeah. try to take it off off them, like, because they have paid you 
to give them that result. <laughs> Otherwise, why else are they paying you? Exactly. It makes no sense. And as I said, uh, yeah, a lot of them are out of the game. So they're giving dated advice and we've seen it, you know, like, oh, people's glory days. Oh, I wrote this uh, headline 20 years ago and it's the best headline I've ever, ever written. It's like, dude, it's like someone that, like, reminisces over their high school years. Yeah, the best days of my life was yeah, high school. best days of my life, you know. I was, you know, the captain of the footy team and I was going out with the cheerleading leader and I was doing this and it's like, really? And you haven't done anything exciting since then. That is, that is it. So a copywriter who's, like, still crowing about their headline that they wrote 20 years ago doesn't impress me because if someone is, you know, at the level that they're trying to say they're at, uh, you know, and they're still yapping on about 20 years ago, then maybe they haven't done anything impress- impressive since then. So anyway, so just to wind this up, the biggest piece of advice that I could ever give people about mentors, there's two. Price does not always determine quality. So if someone's asking top dollar, don't expect them to be the best, the best mentor. Um, if someone is only... Um, taking like a couple of hundred dollars a month or whatever, then don't expect that they're the worst. Maybe they're actually not funding their lifestyle through mentees and they actually genuinely want to mentor people for impact, not for income. Nice one. I like yeah. that. And also the second thing about mentors is you need to be a good fit. Yeah, and one of the easiest ways to do that before you fork over your money is to become friends with them on Facebook. Yep. Sign up to their free email lists. Yep. Um, listen to their podcasts. Mm-hmm. That way you start to identify whether or not you're a good fit to start with. Mm-hmm. And then from there, then you can arrange a, a call mm-hmm. where you can actually discuss your issues or and see if the mentor can actually help you. And that's where you can find out if you're an actual good fit before you actually say, Yep, let's commit to this relationship. Exactly, exactly right, Ray. I like that. So um, I hope that this uh, episode on mentoring has helped you get your head around it. Uh, We're not saying that coaches are bad. We're just saying that just know what you're getting when you um, use a coach versus a mentor. And we're not saying that all mentors are great either. So that's why we say just do, do your due diligence research them try before you buy some mentors will actually offer you a free um, discovery session or an introduction session when I um, do mentoring I like to get people on a call and I like to see what their expectations are of the program before I even consider and that's one of the things with me as a mentor I do not accept everyone who comes along no I actually say no. I'm actually known as the runaway mentor because <laughs> I make it so hard for people to be mentored by me. If they stick with it and they ke- they keep um, hassling me, um, that means ha- that they're serious. And that, I don't do that on purpose. It's just that I'm so freaking busy <laughs> writing copy and I only have so many hours a week that I can dedicate yeah, to mentoring. You, you only have a certain bandwidth. Yeah, exactly. And, and as you mentioned earlier, you don't um, have your mentees for... An extended period of time, so um, when they do drop off, that's when an yep. opening appears, and yeah. then you can bring on another mentee. Exactly, exactly right. So, 
Anyway, thank you very much for lending us your eardrums. Hope we've helped you out. And uh, if you've got any comments or concerns or anything you want to send through, just uh, email them to us at what's the address, Ray? Just on the bottom of the show page. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Sorry, I stumped you, didn't I? You did. Buggered you up. Yeah, or um, on the Facebook page. Yeah. Breaking through the BS. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. Bye for now.